This is Don't You Know, a brand new long-form interview podcast from your favorite travel experts and goofy Minnesotans, Jack and Kitty. Yup, going forward, new episodes will be released the first and third Wednesday of every month. I'll be chatting with special guests about creativity, success, travel, and so much more. On today's show, Jack will be interviewing Laura Peters from the sites Mike and Laura Travel and Scale Your Travel Blog. Laura built her travel blog business from zero to six figures, and today she'll share with you exactly how she she did it. Laura will talk a lot today about SEO. SEO stands for Search Engine Optimization. It's a way to make your website more visible and attractive to search engines like Google. When you do SEO, you're basically making sure that when people search for topics related to what you're offering, boy oh boy, your website shows up higher in the search results. This means more people are likely to visit your site. Think of it as giving your website a boost so it stands out in the crowd. Laura will share helpful actionables if you're a blogger or a creative entrepreneur wanting to take your career to the next level. All that and more on today's episode of Don't You Know. Hey, I'm Jack. And I'm Kitty. And we're Jack, Jack and, and Kitty. Kitty. And this is Jack and Kitty's Don't You Know, a fun long form interview show produced by the Travel with Jack and Kitty podcast network. Recorded at our home here in the heartland of America, I'll be interviewing special guests as we talk about about creativity, success, travel, and so much more. So grab that lutefisk latte and maybe an extra serving or two of some tater tot hot dish. And join us as we give you a little slice of Minnesota nice on today's episode of Jack and Kitty's Don't You Know? Hey, hey, if you enjoy listening to today's show, you might get a kick out of our daily podcast. It's called Travel with Jack and Kitty. Episodes are about 10 minutes long, and we love sharing the best of the Midwest. From culture to cuisine, history to mystery, you'll learn something about the heartland of America every single day. Listen to new episodes of this funny and lighthearted educational podcast every day. Just search Travel with Jack and Kitty on your favorite podcast app or visit jackandkitty.com for more info. Imagine traveling the world and earning cash when you book flights, hotels, or excursions. Sounds like a dream, right? Well, our friends at WayAway Plus can make that dream come true. It's a membership plan with unbeatable cashback rewards for travelers. Say a member books a hotel and round-trip flight for a weekend through WayAway Plus. You pay for the hotel and for the flight, but after enjoying your trip, you get up to 10% cash back straight to your PayPal account. That means the membership plan can literally pay for itself even on the first trip. Cool, right? And to make the entire travel experience seamless, WayAway Plus offers offers 24-7 support to answer all of your travel-related questions. Listeners of our show get 10% off their first WayAway Plus membership purchase using promo code JACKANDKITTY. Visit wayaway.io and click the Go To Plus button or crown icon on the top of the page. Or just search for WayAway Plus. Again, the promo code you want to use is JACKANDKITTY. Of course, there's a link in the show notes. Speaking of which, let's get on with the show. Oh, we're back, Kitty. Episode two of our brand new podcast. Yes, I am excited about this. I know folks that listen to our daily podcast have really enjoyed our longer form Sunday episodes, and those served as the inspiration behind this new series. They sure have. In fact, guys, today's show was originally released as part of our daily series, Travel with Jack and Kitty. But it was such a good chat. We wanted to give my interview with Laura Peters a home on our new show, too. Well, I think that is a great idea. Take it away, Jack. Guys, I'm about to chat with Laura Peters. Laura is a full-time traveler, digital nomad, part-time RVer, travel hacker, and avid hiker. 
She's also a travel blogging guru, SEO master, affiliate marketing expert, and email genius. But perhaps most importantly, she is a Minnesotan and a gopher. Laura and her husband, Mike, have a brilliant travel blog called MikeAndLauraTravel.com. They met in Steamboat Springs, Colorado, hit the road in 2017, and spent around a year exploring the west coast of the United States by RV. After perfecting her travel skills, Laura and Mike started to travel all over the world. After taking her blog from zero to six figures in just 16 months back in 2020, Laura now teaches others how to master and utilize SEO and affiliate marketing strategies to grow websites into money-making businesses as the CEO of Scale Your Travel Blog. It brings me great pleasure to finally say, welcome to the show, Laura. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Jack. I appreciate it. Well, I hope you appreciate that really long and exhausting uh, introduction that that we put together for you there. Not so bad. Not so bad. I appreciate it. it. <laughs> it's like a Minnesota goodbye in reverse. It's a Minnesota hello, where we just keep talking about you nonstop for minutes on end. <laughs> we were talking before we hit record. You know, you're one of the Minnesotans that actually knows where Winona is, which is exciting. I certainly do. I spent many uh, a nights in Winona, Minnesota, you know, hanging out at the bars and hanging out with my friends from Winona State. Yep, definitely. Oh, well, good deal. Well, we kind of talked about it in the intro and I'm excited to have you here. But just as a over, I know you do a million things and right now you're not wearing a hat, but typically I've seen you and you have like 50 hats on. You're like that kid's story with the guy with the many hats. But like, Tell folks exactly what you do. What does a day in the life of Laura Peters look like? Oh, that's a really, that's a loaded question. But we hit I, you with the hard ones right at the beginning. That's right. Um, so my name is Laura, just as Jack had introduced me. And I am the owner and author of Mike and Laura Travel, which is our travel blog. Um, we write about how to travel the world um, and do really awesome things, you know, kind of whatever comes up and wherever we decide to travel, we're writing about it. And then on the other hand, um, we actually saw our travel blog grow really quickly back in 2019 or 2020, right around then. And these skills that I acquired seemed pretty important to other people who might want to do the same thing. Um, and so we have since been teaching others how to grow their travel blogs uh, through our course. It's called Scale Your Travel Blog. And um, we use SEO, affiliate marketing, and email marketing to get in front of a large audience and to make money doing it. Wait, that's awesome. And how much of your day now, I mean, is it kind of just everything is swirling? To, I mean, give me a person. I mean, is it, are you primarily focused on scale your travel blog? Or are you still travel blogging yourself? Or are you still traveling? What is kind of the yeah. pie chart of your life looks <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of changes based on the season. So it's yeah. really just a kind of a guess for everybody, including me and Mike. So um, typically we're traveling maybe four to six months of the year. It used to be a lot more. Mm. Um, but as we're getting older, we're realizing that Minnesota is a pretty great place to be too. <laughs> so uh, we're traveling maybe four to six months of the year. And then on the other, um, you know, seven to you know however many months we're we're stationed but during that time um we actually have two different teams so we have one team that manages our travel blog and then we have one team that helps us run scale your travel blog Got it. so hmm. yeah they all kind of do different jobs and and we're just kind of the 
we wear the one hat and it's like the CEO hat now. So we yeah. kind of just have help and uh, outsource a lot of stuff we're doing. Cool. That's what I need to have. I mean, Kitty's actually our CEO. But. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, don't tell Mike, but I'm kind of the CEO here. So. <laughs> oh, I'm totally fine with knowing I don't want to be CEO. <laughs> yeah. I'm, we were like, I, she was like, well, technically we have to list what you do. And I was like, okay, just pick something. I don't care what my name is, like whatever. Like, I think we have an LLC. Great. Come up with some title for me. I think that's great. Okay. Like, yep. you know, but yeah, well, cool. Well, that, I mean, so I guess for anybody like wanting to start a travel blog, just kind of at the very I mean, could you, before we get into that question, I mean, give me like a quick summary of like your, how you got to where you are, because obviously I, I know I've listened to a lot of your podcasts and watched a lot of your videos and like you were doing it a while for a long time and a lot of trial and error and it feels like more air. And then you, you discovered kind of the secret sauce to um, this awesome empire that you're building online. So give folks like a quick rundown of your life from like you started your blog to having two teams and 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 the CEO hat how does how does yeah. it get from there to there yeah certainly it's been a it's been an up and down road um <laughs> mostly down for a yeah. long time yeah, no, I uh, so <laughs> I started back in 2014 I had moved to Bangkok Thailand I was going to teach English there it's a really easy way to travel yeah. and get paid to do it um when I got there I was researching places to travel and I had seen somebody uh, somebody's blog that I was on had said, make money travel blogging. And I thought, mm, that's interesting. So I dug into it and I didn't even know you could make money travel blogging. So of course I, I started one and um, I wrote about things that I thought were really interesting, which turns out not everybody thinks the same way that I do. Yeah. And so a lot of my, my blog posts just went unnoticed, um, didn't get any traffic. I didn't make any money from it. And I was just this kid living in Thailand trying to make ends meet. Um, fast forward to 2019, I had met Mike, we had moved, I was living in Colorado and um, I really wanted the travel blog thing to work for me. And so I kind of picked it back up and again, struggled for a couple of years until I was listening to a podcast. It's maybe one you might know, it's RV Entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, and they had just talked about all these different jobs that you could do on the road. And mm -hmm. one of them was blogging and that's what they were doing. And I immediately thought, well, good luck with that. Cause it's never going to work. Yeah. <laughs> and as I was listening to them, they talked about this acronym SEO. And for a long time, I just ignored it, but then I kept hearing it. And it was like the universe telling me, Hey, this is an important thing. You should pay attention to it. So yeah. I did. And I learned every single thing I could learn about SEO to the point where I was dreaming about it. Have you ever like studied a language and you start dreaming in that language? I was I've got a Duolingo account, but Duo hasn't infected me that bad yet. <laughs> You'll get there. Okay. Yeah. And so I was dreaming in SEO terms. I was thinking in it like con continuously and um, I really just put it to the test. I, I went for it. I knew that SEO was more statistics based rather than, oh, you need to be really creative and create all these pretty images and videos. And I'm just not that person. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm Mike's the creative one. And so I went all in on SEO and 
within maybe six to eight months, our blog had grown from a couple of thousand people to over 50,000 people in a month. Wow. Wow. Um, We were able to take our affiliate income to six figures just from, you know, the the six to eight months that we were working on it. Mm -hmm. And I thought, damn, people really need to learn this because I struggled for so long. And the answer is so simple. Mm -hmm. So why not just do this? And that's how we where we are. And well, congratulations. I mean, that's amazing. It's like that's the dream. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. I tell me if you were a you know a newbie, if you were you know Laura circa 2014, <laughs> you're Jack and Kitty circa, I don't know, yesterday. <laughs> maybe, not quite, maybe not that bad, but tell me for folks wanting to get into this, if you were to just say like the best decision you've ever made, was it the SEO thing? I mean, it sounds like hammering just getting that knowledge was probably the best and investing in yourself, I'm assuming. Oh, absolutely. Because because I, I listened to many podcasts and read many articles and, and found a lot of free info. Yeah. And that was great. It was definitely helpful. But what really pushed me over the edge was I was now putting money into myself. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't live up to that, I knew these strategies worked because mm-hmm. again, SEO is like very scientific based. You just do what you're supposed to do and it will work. And so I figured if I put money into this and at the time we didn't have any, mm-hmm. so it was pretty scary to invest in ourselves. But I thought if I put money into maybe a course, like an SEO course or something then maybe I'll be able to learn this 10 times faster. And I did. And it was what made all the difference. Mm. And to this day, it has kind of set off this chain reaction. And now anytime I want to master a skill, mm-hmm. I just invest in myself and, and the best information out there. Because yeah. why take four years to figure it out on your own when you can just condense it mm-hmm. and figure it out in five months? Yeah. So that's what we did. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Well, tell me, like, I think I know the answer to this, but I think it's going to be a three-letter word or an acronym. But, um, you know, we're having fun. Kitty and I have been inviting a lot of different guests. We've kind of had, like, the master YouTube travel blog. I mean, I I don't know if you, I'm sure you know, like, Walter's World, like, Mark, like, we yep. have him on. He's awesome. You can't type travel and you you can't go on YouTube and look up anywhere without seeing Walter's world head. Like his yep. face is somewhere. And so it was really fun picking his brain. And we had, um, you know, uh, Tim Leffel, who I don't know if you know, Tim, but he's like old school, like started in 2003, like travel writer. And then he became blogger and he's got like really cool. But I mean, he kind of does this, you know, he's got books, he's got all this stuff. And, you know, then we talked to, um, uh Shelly Marmer I you know Shelly and we talked to Nina and like all we're going through your your contacts in your phone I don't know if you know that but Kitty hacked into your phone and we're getting all your friends <laughs> but I've asked this question to each one of them and it's interesting to see how they answer because I think it's maybe a reflection on um truly the most important thing but if you were to say like if you were to summarize everything you're doing all of the the teaching and the research and the writing and everything you're doing into like what are you the master of like what did you just like hammer home and you were the the goat of this I mean mm-hmm. are you the goat of SEO is that what you would say your answer is or how do you look at yourself do you look at yourself and I guess another I mean I'm kind of all over the place but are you looking at yourself as a travel blogger these days or are you looking at yourself as 
something completely different? Like, what are you the goat of? Oh, that's a really great question. So um, if you asked me two years ago, I probably would have, or maybe a year ago, I would have said SEO, of course. Mm -hmm. I, I absolutely love SEO. Mm -hmm. Am I an expert in SEO? Absolutely. I think I'm one of the most knowledgeable people in the industry about SEO because of how much we really invest into learning more about it mm -hmm. and all of the changes that constantly are going on. Sure. Of course, there are other amazing SEO experts as well. But I would say if I'm the goat of anything, it's adding value to whatever we do. Mm -hmm. So for example, if we're talking about Scale Your Travel Blog, which is our B2B business, 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 <laughs> then it, it's just about adding value. There are tons of other people who are really, really good at teaching or at at utilizing SEO, but the teaching is the harder portion of it. And you can do it yourself, you know, in your sleep, but can you teach it? So I would say adding value and even teaching. I'm, I'm a really good teacher. Yeah. Um, I lay things out for people very methodically, but also in a step-by-step -step way so that you know what to do next. Yeah. And I think that that's where I really shine through. Mm -hmm. And I'm also really good at inspiring other people because I have this idea in, and, you know, I think other people share this idea, but if you change your mindset to to be whatever it is you want to be, you can do it. Mm -hmm. um, I fully believe that, you know, the placebo effect is is an indication that yeah. our brains are capable of crazy things as long as you set your mind to it. Totally. So I like yeah. inspiring people. I like teaching people. I would say I'm the goat of teaching SEO, teaching affiliate marketing, these kind of things, but teaching. Yeah. I'm a teacher. Yeah. And I think Shelly and Nina would say the same thing about you. <laughs> like, and that was cool. It was actually fun just the way the calendar worked to um to talk to them first because you know they both have really cool success stories and they're totally different personalities and totally different people. And they both, you know, I was like, well, you know, Shelly kept being like, well, and I took this course and it was really great. And I started getting on the right track. And I was like, what's the course? And I was like, oh, <laughs> you know, and it was neat to hear them you know, learn from you and the passion that they have now for their business. I think um, you are a huge part of that. So, I mean, that's, yeah. it's cool to hear that. So um, it's, it's very humbling to, to see your students because both of them have been our students in the past. I met them, I think about two years ago now um, and to see how much they've grown. And, and of course, I just am happy to be part of their journey. Mm -hmm. They are the ones who are putting in the effort to do oh, it. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's just amazing to see those kind of people, you know, I, those are our ideal students is yeah. the people who <laughs> don't take no for an answer. I mean, you talk to both of them, they yeah. are powerhouses. So it's just been, I've been really lucky to have students and friends that are just, you know, absolutely killing it. Definitely. Oh, that's awesome. So do you, um, I mean, you've mastered SEO, you, you've launched Scale Your Travel Blog, it's hugely successful. I guess I'd be curious, without going into specific numbers, I mean, to you clearly are making six figures, you know, Shelly, Nina, all these people are six-figure travel bloggers. <laughs> when you say that, I mean, I know Nina has courses and digital products, and I know Shelly has the same thing. You have that, you started as a travel blogger. The natural question would be, in order to be a six-figure travel blogger, do you have to become a teacher? Like, do you have to? I mean, is that something where you guys were sitting at a monthly and you were like, oh man, in order to hit this goal, we have to teach because 
in all like transparency, I mean, Katie and I, I think we'd be okay at it, but I don't want to like, I don't want to, I, I doesn't feel like a passion of mine. I mean, I really love writing. I love traveling. I love making videos. I love taking pictures, but like, and Katie's getting super into SEO and nerding out and loving. She like loves numbers. And like, I can't tell you how many mornings I've come down at four o'clock in the morning. Cause we both get up at 4am and like, I come downstairs and she's gotten up earlier and like key searches on her screen. And she's like, barely able to open her eyes like looking at key search and it makes my head spin so like whatever but like did you have to get a course up and running and a digital product like that in order to hit your six figures or do you can or were you a six-figure travel blogger prior to that that's a really great question and i think a lot of people kind of assume that it is more or less the the teaching or the courses that will lead you into six figures yeah However, um, our travel blog before we ever started Scale Your Travel Blog was a six-figure travel blog. So we were earning about $120,000 during the year of 2019 into 2020, uh, which was actually a really crazy time because of COVID. So for us to be able to do that during a pandemic when travel is shut down was was pretty telling of of our skills. So. Our, our blog was already six figures. And then we named our course. It used to be called scale your travel blog to six figures because of that yeah. um, since shortened it just because it's easier to say, but um, if we're talking courses, you know, you, you certainly don't need them to be a six figure travel blogger. In fact, I, I recommend not doing that for our students um, just because not because, Oh, it's competition, but because it's another thing that you're doing. And if you're splitting your time between your blog, trying to get that to make money, and then you have this course and you have to promote it, there's just so many things you're doing. You got to narrow your focus to the thing that's going to work first Mm -hmm. before moving on. So that's kind of where we, what we did. We, we got our, our website to the 120,000 a year mark, yeah, uh, which was great. But again, we wanted to be able to buy a house and still have a place to stay while we were traveling and doing these things. Yeah. And so I also knew that we would be able to help more people by teaching them this. So we yeah. started Scale Your Travel Blog and for the two and a half years that Scale Your Travel Blog has been open, we've done 1.2 million. Oh my God. Alone, so oh, man, so it's definitely more uh, or less like your blog will do six figures. If you want to be doing courses, you can look more toward. Of course, you must start small, but you'll look more toward the millions if that's what you want to do. Are um, you? Is the blog kind of staying around that same? I mean, not that specific number. I'm assuming you've experienced growth, but I mean, you're still a six figure blog, but it's not like oh my God, in another month, it's going to be a seven-figure blog. I mean, you're still in a comfortable six-figure place with the blog. Correct. And our goal is to get our blog to the to the million mark, which would be amazing. Yeah. Um, our focus has just kind of been on Scale Your Travel Blog in the Summit, more or less, by, mm-hmm. by still growing Mike and Laura Travel, but keeping it more or less like on the back burner um, yeah. and having a team run it. However, I do know plenty of bloggers who have million dollar blogs who are doing, I mean, crazy amounts. There's, I'm sure you know what Mediavine is. So it's the ad network for anyone who's wondering, it's an ad network that bloggers use on their websites. And um, 
we're part of the Facebook group, the Mediavine Facebook group, and people ask in that group, what has been your highest income month from your blog? And again, I want to point out this is month, not year. And some people in that group are making $250,000 a month from ads alone on their blog. And there's a lot of them. And I'm thinking, holy moly, there's so much potential there to grow a website or to do these things that you don't necessarily need to be teaching. You could be making that money from ads and affiliate marketing and not have to do the courses if you don't want. Got it. I I had picked that because again, I'm a teacher to the my core. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I have been a teacher in the past. I was a nanny, which kind of like a teacher. Um, and you know, it's just it's part of who I am. Yeah. But you can certainly make six figures and even seven figures from a blog if wow. you focus on that. Yeah. Related question that just kind of popped in my head. I think as I get more into this and as we start researching more people and having more guests and talking to folks, it seems like a common thread with most bloggers is that as soon as they have gotten to a point where like it's up and running and they're making a little bit or or even a little bit more than a little bit, but they're starting to see how it works immediately like additional blogs follow <laughs> and people have, you know, several other additional blogs. And I mean, I, I know that I, I feel like you, I know, or I'm aware of you guys having like a toy review blog. And then yesterday we were listening to a podcast and you were talking about how you had a bed bugs blog. (laughs) And I was like, what? Okay. Awesome. First of all, a awesome. It's funny. Cause like Kitty's like, I know why she has that. Cause she found bed bugs in some term somewhere. And like, and that's when she, and I was like, yeah, I think she probably has it because there's a need, not because they have bed bugs. So, like, let's put that out there first and foremost. You and Mike are okay. You do not have bed bugs. But tell we me, I mean, <laughs> we did one time and it was Googling oh, what what a bed bug bites look like. Yeah. And I found it on my arm. And sure enough, this Airbnb that we were staying in had bed bugs. And I was mortified, but I was actually more excited that I found a keyword and an entire niche that nobody writes about. And oh. I was like, oh, hell yeah, this worked out perfectly. I'm glad yeah. we got that. I'm not glad, but you know, it no, turned into something great. Yeah. Do you have to have several sites? Okay. Related question. I mean, besides those two, the toys and the bed bugs, do you guys have additional, you have the Mike and travel, Mike and Laura, and then you have bed bugs and you and you have toys, do you have additional sites? And is that, I mean, similar question, to become the six-figure travel blogger, putting aside all the all the like teaching and everything, to hit the six figures, did you need five blogs or could it be done with one? Or does we everybody? Did we did it with just one. Okay. And I recommend just one mm-hmm. until you get to the six-figure mark with the one blog. Got it. Because then you you have this income stream that is steady. It's mm-hmm. a foundation for you in case your bl- other blog, your new blog takes a while to grow. Mm-hmm. You still have this other blog that's sustaining your, you know, your income. And so I always say do one. Do one and master it because then the next blog and the next blog and the next blog are easier. Um great question. Yes, we do have tons and tons of websites. Some of them kind of peter out we don't you know we figure out all oh, this one's not that good yeah. uh, 
as far as, you know, niching and, and that kind of thing. I even started one about the, the show Shark Tank because I was like, this is great. I, I love the show. Might as well just write about it. Um, and that was one that I just kind of let slide. Yeah. Um, there's a couple others that I tried to start about shows and I was like, you know what? I think long-term, this might not be the smartest investment of my time. Yeah. Um, I need something that could be long-term awesome. And yeah. so we have um, around the world elopements is another one. And it's again, kind of on the back burner right now because of our summit and everything that's going on. But, you know, once you have one that's doing well, it is so hard not to do another one because yeah. now, you know, the rules and now, you know, exactly what to do. You've seen it happen and you think, Oh, I could, I could do yeah. this over and over again. Totally. And you will want to. <laughs> you have dozens? I mean, when you say you have tons and tons, are we talking dozens? Are we talking hundreds? I mean, how many, like, I would is say this your secret obsession? <laughs> it's an obsession. Yes, yeah. it for, for sure is. In fact, a lot of times I have to go into like my host, which we use big scoots for our host. Um, but I have to go into my host and like delete websites off of our account because I have too many and they won't host them without like upgrading. And so yeah. I'm like, which one do I get rid of? I mean, it's just been sitting, but wow. we, have, I would say, I would say five of them are blogs that either we're making money from them. So we're just you know keeping them around or, um, we're growing them currently. So yeah, it's been, it's been three years full of, um, three or four years full of obsessing over SEO yeah. and sites and this idea of niche sites. And it's just so exciting. I want to talk about the summit. I just wrote a note because I, I, you've referred to it a couple of times. So let's jump to the summit in like one second. But like as we talk, and I know I sent you a list of questions and we're kind of bouncing around because Good. like you're saying cool stuff. But in my head, like Kitty and I have had 20 years of doing music. Like that is how we saw the world. We were both musicians. We traveled the world. I mean, we played everywhere like every like countries every state we haven't been to alaska and maine other than that gigs everywhere it was great then the pandemic hit and in two weeks time lost you know all of our shows 300 gigs gone and we've been learning how to do digital online mic you know making money online and so writing and publishing was a is still a huge focus of ours um Kitty does like composing, you know, for jingles and for films and television. And so that's another way. And so this is another stream. And this is what we're really passionate about is doing travel blogging and travel videos and stuff. And in my head, and this is, I'm going somewhere that we're this, but in my head, there's like this idea that like, oh, and I think you're kind of slowly picking away at it, to be honest with you, just like following you and hearing and, and watching your videos and just obsessing over what you're doing. But in my head, there's always been this thing where like, oh, there's got to be people following Jack and Kitty. Like there has to be Jack and Kitty fans. And maybe there are, but I don't really think there are. And it's like, actually, like I have this big whiteboard over here. And like Nina said um, in the interview, she was like, users don't care about you until you help them. <laughs> and like, and it was like a, kind of an aha moment. And mm -hmm. I asked the same thing, like when our guest Tim Leffel was here, he has like four or five blogs. And I was like, okay, Tim, like, I'm a fan of your writing. I've got three of your books over there on the shelf. I know when Tim writes a blog about luxury travel, I'm just as interested as reading his writing as when Tim writes a blog about, you know, budget travel. 
<laughs> and are there Tim Leffel fans? And he was like, well, not really. And I think it kind of goes to like, I want to touch on your your stance on social media. And I know that was a question I gave you like to kind of think about, you know, before we, we tape this is like, you have a very strong opinion on social media. And, uh, and in my head, we're slowly getting out of the mindset of, oh, we, we might be influencers someday. We might have fans someday. And it's like, you don't feel, I get from you, you don't feel the need to like say, hey guys, I have 50 awesome websites. And because Laura Peters is so awesome and you've gotten great advice from Mike and Laura, now let me tell you my thoughts on Shark Tank <laughs> or Bedbugs. You know what I mean? So that's a hard mindset after two decades of trying to build up something the way we have to get that out of my head. But like, can you tell listeners, like, what are your thoughts on social media? Did you ever fall victim to like, oh, I'm going to be an influencer. I'm going to be a YouTuber. I'm going to be da, 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 da. And did that, did that, it feels like there has to be rewiring that has to happen in your brain to, to get in the right mindset. Yeah. That's one of the very first <laughs> things that people ask me about actually is, yeah. oh, I don't have social set up or. Um, even talking about it, I'm like getting anxiety because I'm like, oh, social media. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but it, yeah, it's it's what a very common misconception. A lot of people will come to me and say, well, I don't really have a following, so how am I going to get people to read my stuff? And I just say, why would you want your following to read your stuff about overwater bungalows in Fiji? How many of them are actually going to go and stay in an overwater bungalow in Fiji? maybe five, if you have a huge audience, mm -hmm. but more realistically, you want to reach the people that are actually searching for that stuff. Right. And they might not be fans, but they might turn into, you know, people who would read your newsletter or follow you on social or whatever it is. But the whole point is you don't need to go and create this audience. Google will create the audience for you. Mm -hmm. As long as you write appropriately, then you will target whatever audience you want. So I always find it really interesting when companies, especially like smaller companies that might not have as much marketing experience, they think, oh, well, I need an influencer. I need to pay an influencer or I need to get on social. And yeah. I'm thinking I could get your actual ideal customer audience to see your company just by writing about it on Google and targeting what your audience is actually looking up. Mm -hmm. Would you rather be specific about those people or would you rather be on social media where someone is scrolling past your stuff, your feed on the toilet and really have no intention of doing anything? Mm -hmm. People are on social media for entertainment. We are on Google for information mm -hmm. and I always find that if we can be the information, then we will never have to worry about having an audience. And no, you had said it yourself. You said, well, I, I've always pictured, you know, having Jack and Kitty fans. And I've always pictured Mike and Laura having fans too. But the only fans we really have are people who were helping with SEO and affiliate marketing. It's not people who are reading our blog. Sure, every now and then we'll get somebody who asks us asks us for advice on French Polynesia or whatever it is, but they're not fans. They're just looking for information. Uh -huh. And personally, I like it that way. Yeah. It's a lot less pressure on me. I don't need to show up. I can just write and kind of be anonymous in it. 
Mm. Um, and honestly, a lot of the work that we're doing with our blog now is outsourced. So we're hiring experts to do a lot of the work for us. Got and it. so, um, and by experts hiring them, I just mean like people who have experience in different locations that maybe we didn't have experience, you know, going there. Got it. So I think that I think people should, you know, spend less time on social media and more time researching other avenues of growth. I think mm -hmm. the influencer model doesn't really work for people yeah. um, unless you started a long time ago. But uh, the saying goes, um, you know, social media, any type of social media is pretty much pay to play these days, meaning yeah you have to pay to get in front of people. Mm -hmm. The reason um, or the the proof behind that is go and post something on Instagram. And if you don't reach all of your people, that's an indication right there that, you know, you can't really reach all of your people. You don't own that, that audience. Instagram does. Oh, yeah. They could take it away from you in a heartbeat. So, oh, yeah. yeah. No, I yeah. know. I mean, we post... We post something with a link to our blog on Facebook and we post the exact same picture without a link to our blog. And you can see the numbers, the, the picture of just the picture. Magically, I don't know how that happens, but somehow it gets seen by more people. And it's crazy. I mean, it's insane. Yeah. Yeah. So what are you I guys doing? I know you, or I'm sorry, you were going to say something. Yeah. I was just going to say, it's just a mindset thing. A lot of people assume that what we do are, oh, you're just an influencer. You're just an influencer. And I don't really mind. You can call me whatever you want, but I, I mean, I, I certainly don't have to post on social media. I don't think I've posted on my Instagram since January. So, yeah. you know, and that's the difference. And it's, yeah. I think what's really fun is when people are so blinded by the idea of you need a social media following that they're not even open to other ideas. Mm -hmm. And we'll, you know, we used to run ads for our program and people would say, well, you only have like 500 people following you on Instagram. And I'm like, yeah, but we're making six figures with our blog. So, you know, we're, we're okay. doing something right here. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Wow. So I know you guys do, uh, you know, have a YouTube channel. Is that something you're wanting to build up? Is it something that you're just doing for like fun or where? <laughs> yeah. Like what I was going to say and giggles, but like <laughs> then Kitty would have to edit that. <laughs> so like I was trying to be creative and not swear. So like, tell me like what, how does YouTube fit into the mix for you guys? Yeah. So for a while, um, you know, we were traveling more often and, and we would watch people like Kara and Nate or Mark from Walter's world or whatever. Yeah. And we would think, man, we could do that. We're traveling all the time. Anyway, we've been traveling for a long time, might as well. Yeah. So Mike was kind of, that was his project that he, he took on and he did a really great job for a long time, you know, editing our videos of travel and putting them up. But it was a lot more difficult than we anticipated. Um, I'm sure there are other ways to do it that's easier. Um, but we were, you know, trying our best at YouTube SEO, and it wasn't as straightforward, I think, as Google SEO. Mm -hmm. um, and so we did that for about a year and a half, where he would post a video every every week, um, wow. but we just didn't really see the growth from it until I started adding videos about uh, blogging. 
And that started to pick up even more. Um, So now it's just kind of for fun. It's there for documentation. It's also full of our travel videos. So it's fun for me and Mike to go back and watch them. Yeah. Uh, But other than that, it's more or less for fun. We could take it the next step and and grow it into a a platform for marketing our course or whatever it is. But Mm -hmm. for now, it's just kind of hanging out. (laughs) So I was right. It's and giggles. Yes, that's right. Exactly. 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 Right. Cool. No, that's really, yeah. I mean, it's, and so fair to assume there is no, there is no like personal, like there is no laurapeters.com where we can follow your adventures and, and this is all of your sites and you are called, I mean, you just don't, you don't care. You're just, you figured out a way to do your thing and that's how you do it. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times we actually keep some of our websites secret because mm-hmm. with the intention of selling them. So that's wow. another thing. Yeah. Um, if, if any of your listeners have never heard of this, you can actually sell websites as if they were virtual real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, so a couple of really cool cool websites to check out is like empire flippers is fun. Flippa is a good one, but they sell websites. And so, um, our intention is to eventually sell our websites, um, to, to other people who might use them for marketing their own products or services or whatever. Um, but the payout's really nice. And, um, you know, to, to keep those under wraps and not have to tell a whole bunch of people about them. I mean, what's the point anyway? So right. no, we don't, we don't really do that. Um, most of our projects can be found on Mike and Laura travel, but you kind of have to dig <laughs> for them. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So how do you pick a niche to focus your blog in? I mean, do you, uh, do you evaluate, is it all numbers? Is there some heart and numbers? Is it a combination of the two? I mean, where are you at? Like, and also how do you get to know if you're too small? I mean, to be honest with you, Kitty and I started and we were just going all over the place and it was like, Hey, we remember that cool vintage car thing we did in Prague? Well, let's write about that. And then like, oh, remember that laundromat in Southern Minnesota we visited? Let's write about that. It's like, what? It's like everywhere. And then we started like, everybody's like, oh, you got a niche down. You got a niche down. And we keep cutting it away to the point now where we're just like Midwest. And and Kitty's like, is that too vague? Do we need to be like Minnesota or is like, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Dakota is fine. Like, where are you at with like, how would you guide somebody if they have just kind of a world? I think the natural when uh, when somebody is just starting out, they just want to share. It's really weird to just share Winona, Minnesota. Like you wouldn't think whatever. So you would think, oh, I've been to Paris. I better post those pictures. Where, how do you kind of train it in? And And where do you stop niching down? Like, is there a sweet spot that you've discovered? That's a that's a great question too. So it would be different the way I do it based uh, versus how other people would potentially figure out their niche. Sure. So how I do it is it's usually not about passion all that much. Obviously, I'm not like super passionate about bed bugs <laughs> um, or kids' toys. I do have a child psychology degree, but I you feel know. like there was like not to interrupt you, but like you're from Minnesota. I feel like. When I was a kid on the Christian radio station, there was a show that took place from the perspective of bedbugs, and they taught lessons about Jesus. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, I was like, you know, it was like, 
pre maybe like around the time of like um what are the vegetables the veggie tales oh the veggie tales it was yeah. like the local Minnesota version okay. of veggie tales but it was bed bugs I'll see if I can find it or maybe I just had this random dream or I don't it know. It sounds like it sounds like a story that ChatGPT came up with themselves. Like, write me a story about bed bugs from the perspective of bed bugs. <laughs> I really feel like I used to listen to it because every time I think of bed bugs, I think of these like little voices talking about, you know, what the Ten Commandments would say. <laughs> like, that would be like a pretty creepy bed bug yeah. infestation. <laughs> Where did we go off with that? What did I just ask you? Something thing, <laughs> yeah. So, Christian bedbugs is that? Should right. you be, are should you be niching down your bedbugs site to just just Christian again bedbugs? <laughs> I I'm gonna go ahead with no for that okay. one. It really is gonna be based on what people search for. So yeah. how I do it is I'm part of this Mediavine group, this mm -hmm. Facebook group. And what they do, and they have been doing it for the past, for however long I've been part of it, mm -hmm. but they'll they'll welcome new members. And when they welcome new members, they put their website on the post. Mm -hmm. And so I go in and there's lists and lists of new people joining Mediavine. Got it. And the reason I know that these websites are successful is because they're on Mediavine. You have to qualify. You can't just, oh, I have 50,000 people. You have to qualify. And so I will go through the websites and I'll look at each one of them. Uh -huh. And I'm personally looking for websites that are new. Yeah. And I knew I know they're newer if they have a low domain authority or domain rating, something that is helpful, but we take with a grain of salt, you know, but it is helpful in knowing, hey, this is a newer website because they have a lower authority score. Sure. And so then I will take that website. Let's say it has a low domain authority score and I I see it, maybe it's a four out of a hundred, which is pretty crazy. So I'll take that website and I'll go into my keyword research tool and I'll look to see what topics are they writing about? Are they getting a lot of their traffic from Google? Mm -hmm. If yes, they've made their way into that niche. They've burrowed their way in. So I can, I could probably do the same, if not better wow. with my SEO skills. Wow. And so I will pick topics based on what I see other successful bloggers doing. Mm -hmm. And no, I'm not going to copy their website, but I will model it. Yeah. And that is a very important point for any business ever mm -hmm. model what's already working. Do not reinvent the wheel. Right. So that's how I go about finding my niches. Hmm. Um, I also will randomly get ideas and just start Googling things and seeing if there are other websites that do have authority in it and are growing quickly and that kind of thing. But if it's somebody who's just starting out, Number one, we always want to make sure that if you're talking about, say, travel, you want to talk about travel. Mm -hmm. This shouldn't be a, a website where you're like, let me talk about, um, you know, the best places to visit in Idaho. But then later, I'm going to talk about my home decor idea. Right. right. We, we don't want to muddle that because we do want Google to realize, hey, I am an authority figure for this topic. Mm -hmm. Now, as far as niching down further, it really is about your SEO. It's about the keywords you choose rather than putting yourself in this box of, oh, I can only talk about these certain things. Now, to be fair, if it's like, say, a, a Mexico blog, you should probably stick to Mexico topics. But you had said, is the Midwest too broad? 
And I would say no, as long as you're targeting the right keywords, I wouldn't target things to do in Chicago because right. you probably won't rank for it, but I would target things to do in Chicago at night mm -hmm. or free things to do in Chicago. Mm -hmm. So it's more or less about the topics you're targeting rather than the actual niche itself and like standing firm in, in your, in your niche and not going outside of it. I think that puts people in a box where you could actually see more growth by expanding slightly, but going after these lower or easier keywords. Got it. Hmm. Yeah. Tell me, I mean, uh, where is, I've heard rumblings that there's, oh, there's a new Google coming. And I mean, everybody everywhere talks about chat GPT and AI, like nonstop. Is the future, what does the future of this whole thing look like? I mean, the future of travel blogging, also the future of SEO. I mean, is this the kind of thing where, one day you wake up and Google has put in some random line of code and you're done and you have to reinvent yourself? Or is there, have you, I mean, you're obviously very intelligent and have a, you know, a, a skill set that you've acquired through this. But if your whole house is built on SEO and all of a sudden, no one is searching anything and we all have little chips in our head that we just have to think something and it pops in. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> But seriously, where are you seeing things going? And are, is there, are, do you have concerns or worries about um, the, you know, the validity of your business model? Yeah, that's a, a fantastic question. And honestly, it's something that's been brought up a lot over the past year. Mm -hmm. Um, the AI model in general has been a, been around for a few years now. So we've really had the opportunity to dive deeper into it and understand more about what the implications and what this means for the future of blogging. Mm -hmm. I would say that my first response is panic because I was freaked out. I thought, well, cool. This is the end of it. This is the end of blogging. But you know, I, I've also had to think back and remember the other times I thought COVID was the end of my blogging career. And I had just started doing so amazingly. And then COVID came, which completely wiped out the travel niche or wiped out the travel industry in general. Yet here we were able to grow because we had all of these backup ideas. Now with AI coming in, is are the Google results going to change? They have been slowly over the past, I think it was since May, April or May was the, you know, kind of opening of this new AI model with Google. And what it would do instead of giving you results is it will summarize the result or the answer you want at the beginning of the search results using AI. So if you were to say, um, you know, Rome itinerary seven days, it would then give you a list of the best things to do in those seven days. But this is AI generated content. And in a world of a lot of AI generated content, people really want to hear from real human beings. I can't tell you how many times I've gone to use ChatGPT because I believe that bloggers should be using ChatGPT. It helps you um, create content at a faster rate. Um, while still, you can still keep your authentic voice in there too. But um, I think that this new way of doing it is you either, you either adapt to it or you get run over. And so 
with AI, I believe we should be using it to our benefit, but still using our authentic voices to talk about the places we travel to. Because again, AI isn't accurate factually. It's more or less just kind of like a tool to help you write better. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times they get things wrong. Yeah. Um, I, I can't tell you how many times I've written a blog post and it was like, you should climb Long's Peak in Colorado Springs. And I'm like, if I went to Colorado Springs looking for Long's Peak, first of all, everyone would laugh at me. And number yeah. two, it's like two and a half hours away. Yeah. So that would be a huge mistake. Um, additionally, I just don't think that AI, it can't function the same way as an actual human being. Do I think it could get there in the future? Absolutely. However, right now, I um, I don't see AI fully taking over the human job. I see, um, I think it was John Stewart who was talking about it. He said, if you're working with AI, you will do things 20 times better than a normal human. But if it's just regular AI, it still can't do the functions that a normal human can. So we really need to work together to do it. Yeah. Um, Again, kind of to come to bring it back to what you had said, is this going to be like the death of blogging or the death of SEO in the future? I'm sure in the distant future, yes, maybe 10 years, 20 years, whatever that means. But there's always going to be that need for genuine human information, not from an AI. And then last thing I really wanted to mention, because I think that this is the most important part of blogging. I think this is the most important part of any business. I don't care if you're an influencer, a YouTuber, whatever it is, you need to have an email list. It is so vital that it could quite literally crumble your entire business if you do not have one. And I can't even begin to explain all of the people who I've reached out to, because what we'll do is we sponsor email newsletters. I think it's a really great way to advertise. It's cheaper than running Facebook and Instagram ads. So we will go to people and say, hey, you have a great following on Facebook or on Instagram. Do you have an email list? Because my intention is to pay them to get in front of their email newsletter. And nine out of 10 times, somebody who has hundreds of thousands of followers on their Instagram or YouTube or whatever it is, they don't have an email list. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, yeah. please let me just do it for you. Like, this is so important that if all of a sudden, whatever platform you're using is gone, then what do you have? You have nothing. Right. And for us, that has been the backbone of our business. We've started with zero and slowly grown up, but, you know, without our 26,000 people on our email list, we would have a business that could crumble at any moment. You just don't know. So having that email list is vital and I can't stress that enough. Are you doing to build it from zero to 26,000 for folks that are like, oh man, I need to give, obviously you have an entire course built around how to do this. So like whatever, but give it, just put it in people's minds. What are just a few quick actionables just to start getting the ball rolling and get the first dozen or the first hundred or something. What would you be recommending folks do ASAP to start to build that list? Yeah, that's a really great question. And I actually love talking about email list growth. It's one of my favorite <laughs> things, obviously very nerdy. Um, but uh, first thing is I would start out on a platform that allows you free subscribers. Mm -hmm. um, I would say ConvertKit is a really great one. We love ConvertKit. Um, fantastic company that allows you to do a lot of versatile things. 
from there, once you have that set up, of course, um, putting content or putting opt-ins on your website is going to be huge. You could even cater each of your opt-ins for whatever blog post it is. So let's say that you have a blog post about the free things to do in um, Chicago, okay? I'll give them a list of 25, but then I'll say, hey, there's these secret hidden ones. And if you want to read more about it, I have a guide that I created. You can download it here. And I ask for their email address and name. That's one way that's pretty proven. It's kind of more of an obvious way. But then there's this way that we've been trying out and it has worked incredibly well. So what you do is you go to somebody else, maybe another blogger or somebody else who is kind of in your, your space. And you say, hey, listen, I've got 3,000 people on my email list. How many do you got? Oh, you have 5,000? Cool. Do you want to do a freebie exchange? Mm -hmm. I will promote your freebie, whatever it is, mm -hmm. and you promote my freebie to your audience. And then whoever signs up for those freebies, I then get them from your email list to my list. And this has been working so incredibly well because it's free. It's right. mutually beneficial mm -hmm. and there's potential to continue to exponentially grow your list because the bigger your list gets, the bigger the person you can collaborate with is. Mm. So I've done this with, I don't know if you know, Kristen Haynes from the wayward home. I've done that with oh, her. Yeah. 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 She's amazing. And I yeah. just had pitched this idea to her, honestly, cold Turkey. This is the first interaction we had. And I was cool. terrified and I just said, Hey, you know, um, I, I really love your stuff. You want to do this? I was again, just biting my nails. So afraid that she was going to say no. And she was so open and, and yeah. helpful. We've since become really good friends from it. It's a great way to network with other bloggers, but more importantly, to grow your email list. Yeah, cool. No, that's a great idea. Um, let's not forget about Summit, but just to keep things somewhat in order in my head, um, you've mentioned Mediavine several times now. So, uh, you know, for those folks that don't know, there's a there's a barrier to entry, which is 50,000, right? So you need 50,000 visitors to your site. Does it have to be like as soon is that one month or is it like you have to have that for six months in a row? Do they check? It's just, it's just one month. Okay, yeah, thank God. Yeah. Okay. And it doesn't have to be like September 1st to September 30th. It okay, okay. Any 30 days. Any 30 days. Okay. Yep. So when you get to that spot, um, I mean, I've heard bloggers and I think you've said before that that's great. And it's just kind of icing on the cake, but there's a lot more money in affiliates and in advertising, you know, and, you know, working with affiliate partners, tell me kind of the breakdown of like, what is the percentage between affiliate partnerships and advertising with, you know, with a, a thing like Mediavine and then with Mediavine, is it the kind of thing, is there a metric that listeners, if their goal, I know so many people's goal is like to hit that 50,000 threshold and get in Mediavine is that instantly, oh, I can buy coffee now? Or is it like, oh, my rent's paid now? Or is it like, oh, now it's like, you know. Yeah, I yeah. Know. Like, I like, mean, where is like, what is, why is it, if you're already making X number of dollars with affiliates and you're, what is the allure of Mediavine? Yeah, that's a really great question too. And I think that Mediavine is more or less kind of, acting like a salary okay. it feels like to me anyways 
And affiliates is more acting like commissions. So if you've ever had a job where you get salary and then you make commission, it kind of feels like that. Um, with Mediavine, like you had said, you need 50,000 sessions in order to be accepted. And then once you do, because you have 50,000 sessions already, it means you'll start earning money from it right away. I think our first month we made like 1600 bucks or something from Mediavine, which was great. It was, it was enough to feel like we weren't going to die from having no food and no house. And yeah. it was helpful. I mean, it's rent money. That's rent. It's not, it's, it's more than coffee money. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that was our, one of our first months. Um, and then from there, it just kind of grew. And of course, the more sessions you get, the more money you're going to make. So we typically make around, I think right now we have 130,000 people on our website each month. Um, and we're making around 32 to 3,500 a month from ads alone. Wow. Um, and then on the other end of it with affiliate marketing, the I think the sky is the limit with affiliate marketing. I think it could be for ads as well, but you know it takes content, content, content. Whereas with affiliates, you can be a lot more specific and you can target topics where you know somebody is going to be spending money. And I think that's the value of, of being able to have this skill and, and know that if I write about this, somebody is looking to purchase something, I'll yeah. give them my link, I will make the commission. So for our affiliates, it really depends on the time of year, but it's anywhere from about 8,000 to 12,000 a month from affiliates. Yeah. So again, you do make, or you should make significantly more with affiliates. However, um, you know, ad money is, it's always going to be there. Right. It's, it's across, it's your entire website making money for you. Whereas affiliates, you know, you have, a handful of posts that are making money for you. And if one of those kind of disappears, it could be a, a significant hit to your income, but it's a risk I'm willing to take because the more you write affiliate posts, the more affiliate money you'll make. Got it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, that, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Okay. I think we, my brain can now wrap around Summit. And I, I should preface this with, I had no idea it was you that was Summit. I think I, I saw Jesse, uh, Jesse on a journey was going to be there. And then there was somebody else that we follow that we're fans of. And then I saw you and you're like, oh, I'm putting together someone. I was like, what? And then it's in Nashville, which every single day of my life, I asked Kitty, why are we in Winona, Minnesota and not in Nashville? So that alone should be selling. If you're not, if you're listening to this, when summit hasn't happened already and you want to go to Nashville, I mean, you could just ditch on Summit and just use it as an excuse to go party on Broadway in Nashville. You shouldn't exactly. ditch on Summit. And, I love Nashville. And <laughs> you can write it off on your taxes too because it's further education. So yeah, we, we're really excited about it. September 30th, October 1st are the dates. Like you had said, we have Jesse on a journey joining us. Um, Nina is also going to be speaking, uh, but oh. then we have uh the blonde abroad is going to be there she's a pretty big blogger i think she's actually one of the top female travel bloggers out there wow um, so she's going to be out um with us and then we also have the virtual side so we have two in-person days in nashville with um i believe 12 speakers total in person and then we have an additional 10 speakers um on our virtual day and in fact mark 
from Walter's World had reached out to me and had asked like, hey, I want to be involved in this. It was uh, the timing wasn't right. So unfortunately, we couldn't. Um, but, you know, this is this is something that we're really excited about. People like that are going to yeah. be presenting. We have Goats on the Road. We have um, the Amateur Traveler, which is the podcast for travel yeah. and things like that. So it's it's exciting. Mediafine will also be there. They're one of our top sponsors. ConvertKit cool. will be there. So it's it's going to be a big event, and we're we're pretty excited about it. Is this something you do every year at a different location, or is it always in Nashville, or is this the first one? Um... So this is our third one. Okay. Um, we did two last year. Uh, the wow. first was in February of 2022, and it was actually in Kyrgyzstan, which turned out to not be the greatest decision because although it's the most beautiful country, it's kind of like Colorado on steroids. It's unbelievable. Not that many people are like, hey, let me jump on a on a 25-hour flight to get to Kyrgyzstan so I can do this. Um, so we had about 15 people that first one. It was more or less like a, a smaller, intimate setting, which was great. Then our second one was last uh, September, October um, in Denver. And then this one's in Nashville. We're not sure that we'll do one in person next year. I think we might switch to virtual just because it's easier. It's we can have a bigger impact with that. Um, but it sure has been fun organizing yeah. and, and figuring everything out. So yeah, definitely. And where can folks learn about the uh, the summit? Yeah, they can go to mikeandlauratravel.com slash Nashville. Yeah. Sweet. Well, that's yep. awesome. Have you been to Nashville before? I've never been ever. Oh my gosh, are you I've been to Tennessee, but I've never been to Nashville. We went to like Norris Lake or something. It's like this lake that has all these chains and you can like like fingers and you can go up and it's super cool. It was awesome, but I've never been to Nashville. So oh man. It'll be exciting. Yeah. yeah. We lived in Nashville for I think seven or eight years and Oh, wow. Oh, God, loved it. Yeah. Oh, loved my it. goodness. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, we're excited. We're excited to explore. We're going to go like a week early so we can kind of see some yeah. things and get ready. We'll put on the PBS station in morning times. <laughs> and you may, they probably are still running Jack and Kitty on videos oh, from our kids show because we had a kids show on PBS Nashville. We filmed it for PBS Nashville, but it went everywhere. And like they were our, our presenting station for PBS and like I'm a train conductor. Kitty's a DJ. We have a possum and a donkey and a kangaroo. I'll just oh send you, God. I'll just send you a link because so you can laugh at it. But last time I heard we were there like two years ago, they were only supposed to air it for like five years. And that expired like five years ago. And like two years ago, they were still airing it. So wow. you should just when you're at your hotel, just list, watch PBS kids. If you're not cool. a, just because it's fun. Right. <laughs> I honestly thought you were going to say the bed bugs with the <laughs> No, I was being totally serious. I'll send you a goofy video when we're that done so of like, cool. yeah, no, that was like a whole thing. But uh, I, I miss Nashville so much. It's so awesome. I mean, I can't tell you how many times we've been in Nashville and like, like, oh my God, one time we were doing a show at the Nashville Public Library and it was me and Kitty was the DJ. And then for half the show, she jumped in like a mascot suit and she was in a possum suit. And so we end the show and she's in this possum suit and this mom comes up with her kid and she's like, Hey, can I get a picture? And I'm like, sure. So we like get a picture with this mom and, and like, Kitty's like nudging me and I'm like, what? But like, 
we don't want the little kid to like know there's a human in the suit. So like right. Kitty can't say anything. So the mom gets a picture and walks away and Kitty takes off her hat and she's or her head. And she's like, do you know who that was? And I was like, no. And she's like, that was Nicole Kidman without makeup on. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> she's like, we should have gotten a picture. We should have talked to her. It's Nicole freaking Kidman. What are you doing? And like, only in Nashville. Like it could that only happens. Oh. Like, I can't tell you how many times like we leave a coffee shop and you like hold the door for Miley Cyrus or like oh it's my just God. insane. No, I literally insane. This is my pitch for people that should they should everybody should go to Nashville. It is so much fun. I'm so glad you're like you're doing this in Nashville because it's gonna be awesome. But we actually did a poll and that was by far <laughs> overwhelmingly people yeah. wanted it in Nashville. Yeah. And then we thought, because we're doing it at um, Old Red in mm -hmm. downtown Nashville. And so yeah. we thought, oh, that's great. It's a music bar. You had said you and Kitty are musicians. Mike is also a musician. And yeah. so he was like, I could play. And yeah. he had played last year and it was amazing. Yeah. But then it didn't work out. But it would have been so cool to like experience that. And I'm sure yeah. we'll we'll find some live music. Oh, and gosh. No, literally. I mean, I think the bar's open when we were living there bars on broadway open at 10 a.m and they close i think at 4 a.m it might be 5 a.m now and there's music the best musicians in the world like literally the local starbucks guy that we would go and get our coffee from every morning and just like we would walk to starbucks and it was like the guy down the street was like um God, what band was it <laughs> it's like like the one of the biggest bands in the world like you would know who <clears throat> I cannot um, remember it doesn't we, matter like he had those it's like those mega hits like it doesn't matter I mean the point is yeah anybody you meet in Nashville any server you meet they will be able to out sing you out play you out music you like every it's like because it's they're like, there to to really make it really is are. that kind yeah. of how it is like people go there because they're trying to like oh totally yeah. okay yeah. oh yeah yeah it's so cool it's so fun like no you guys like Every night of the week, you will be able to see some of the most amazing musicians you've ever seen for free. You just go down the bar, like go down Broadway and you will we'll have like the time of your life. It's like awesome. Amazing. Yeah. Well, we're, we're looking forward to it. That's for sure. It's go to Summit, you guys. That's the lesson. Start a yes. travel blog, earn six figures, and then move back to Nashville. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> yep. So that's the goal. <laughs> that's the goal. Absolutely. So tell me like, as far as, you know, for folks like to get this back to some more actionables, if you're somebody we've really found that, you know, in starting these, you know, the more we kind of we've talked to a lot of our core listeners and we have found that there's a fair amount of people that are listening because I tell horrible jokes and we're goofy. And then we found out that people want to know about the Midwest. So surprise, surprise. That's great. But we actually are finding out we we kind of did an email to some of the people that listen to our show and have signed up. And a lot of them are people that are looking for how we're doing this. Like, how did we how did we travel so much? And we're like, we're actually I mean, we did actually have the idea of maybe someday talking about how to make money with music and be traveling musicians and seeing the world because we did that and we never had a record deal or anything like that. So it can be done and we know how to do that. But we found out from our audience listening to the podcast that there's this dream of you can provide for yourself. You can escape the nine to five. You can do it. 
And you can do it through online digital products and travel blogging and stuff. And I think a lot of people, when we're going to start releasing these, and I'm really excited to see what listener response will be because we're talking to experts in the field and you certainly are an expert. So to leave folks with like real actionables, like what are the core takeaways? If you were to say like, I mean, besides signing up for your course, which obviously people should do because you know what you're presenting this information, what are some just really basic things, like a list of maybe three to five things like, hey, think about these things Mm -hmm. to get you on your way. What are some takeaways for folks? Well, I think that the first is is kind of, I think what holds people back a lot is the mindset of not thinking they know how to do it, but I want people to remember that the information is out there on the internet, whether it's through a course or for free on the internet, you can find information to do this. So that's important. And then the next important thing is is making the decision. Mm -hmm. I think what holds people back and they say, oh, I'm trying to start, I'm trying, I've been thinking about it, but they're not making a decision. And they're not making a decision because they're afraid of what that outcome could be, either failure, or whatever else could be success. Maybe they're afraid of success. So important to know there's information out there. You can do it, but also to make the decision, just make the decision. Right. So apart from that, actionable steps is number one. Um, you know, I would say the first thing would be to figure out what you want to write about so that you can begin. Um, and I would say doing that would be Thinking about the destinations you've been to that you have a lot of information about, maybe you have a lot of pictures about that can certainly be very helpful, especially with the AI thing, having your own pictures shows I did this myself. So that's important. But, um, you know, I want people to remember that it doesn't have to be a destination abroad. It could certainly be Winona, Minnesota. It could be Minnesota. It could be the Midwest. It could be the United States whatever it is, pick something that you feel comfortable writing about. Um, The more comfortable you are with it, the faster you'll be able to write content. So when I write about Steamboat, it is boom, 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 boom. But when I write about somewhere I've only been for a week, it's more difficult. So it's something to focus on. Think about where you are living. Think about where you have that that information for. Mm -hmm. The second would be to start your website. I would say the the most important advice I can give about starting a website is to make sure you're self-hosting, just meaning that you own the website and you can do that. People always say, oh, make sure you self-host, but they don't give you instructions on what that means. All you need to do is set up um, through like a hosting provider so we recommend for new people, maybe A2. So the letter A, the number two is a good hosting provider. Uh, Lyrical Host is great as well for beginners. And then, you know, if you're further along, Big Scoots is a really great one as well. And you'll launch WordPress through those hosts. Um, and then finally, the next thing would be people get so hung up on well, I have to write content and then I have to take pictures and then I have to edit my pictures and then maybe I have to make a movie and then I have to, you know, do all these things, get backlinks and all these things. And and there are things that are important, but most of all, content is important. Writing is important. So you want to continue to put out more and more and more writing blog posts um, so that 
people can find you and Google can trust you more. So those are my actionable steps. Think about it, register a website and then start writing. That's the most important thing. When you were building a site, what did you have a content calendar or a schedule in your head of how many posts you needed to kind of seed the whole thing with? Or when you launch a new site, what's your, what's your kind of... Yeah. Yeah. So you'll want to launch your website right away. Even if you don't have any blog posts on it, people say, well, I I don't want to launch it because there's nothing there. How embarrassing. Yeah. Embarrassing to who? Nobody's going to your website. Not one (laughs) person guaranteed. In fact, if they did, that's a huge win. You already have people coming to your website. I applaud you. No one's going to go to your website. So publish it as soon as you can so that your domain age starts to begin or age as soon as possible. The longer you have your domain, the more Google trusts you. Um, But as far as a schedule, when to post, as soon as your posts are done, write them and publish, write, publish. When I was doing it, I made up in my head, this isn't, this isn't scientific or anything. I just made up in my head, I'm going to write a post every single day until I get onto Mediavine. Maybe it was every other day. I can't remember, but I did that for about four months and that's what it took for me to see the success that I wanted to see right away. Mm -hmm. Um, And the growth was incredible, but I think that's where people kind of stall out. They think, well, I need to do it at the optimal time. It's not Instagram. Google doesn't care. Just publish, publish as soon as you can. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if folks wanted to batch, I mean, if somebody, if their brain is like, I'm going to write 10 articles, then I'm going to assemble 10 sets of pictures, and then I'm going to hit publish and do, Google doesn't care. You just do it, whatever's, okay. Yeah, lots of people will batch their work, especially if it helps you do your work easier. Maybe it's, you know, some people find it really helpful to do that. So certainly can do it. And if you have 10 posts to publish in one day, publish all 10. Yes. Would you, when you were first building your, your site, were you using any socials? I mean, were you, was that something that once you were on Mediavine, you're like, oh, peace out, Facebook, peace out, Instagram, I've made it. Or like, was it the kind of thing you'd post an article and you'd share? I mean, we've found a full disclosure. We've done articles of like how to talk Minnesotan and no one like, I mean, we get, you know, 20 people and that's great. And we like, okay, great. And then we'll post like, a guide to Winona or a guide to Rochester. And then we'll tag the people we've mentioned in the blog on, you know, Facebook. And if they share it to their audience, I mean, we literally will see, oh, this, we tagged this person, they shared it and we got 800 views from that. You know what I mean? And it really does feel like I'm scared for us to totally abandon all of social when we're building this thing. So where do you, where is the balance there? I mean, are you, you just don't care and you're just focusing on Google or when you were building, did you do like the. Yeah. Do you know what so, I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So when we started, like before I learned SEO, I was into Instagram. I, I mean, we went all over, we were living in Oregon at the time, but we went all over Oregon trying to find the most beautiful pictures and like get content ahead of time and make sure they're scheduled and ready to go. And, yeah. and we Didn't you go our- ham on Pinterest too. You went crazy. Was yeah, that you crazy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You so, were killing yeah. it. Yeah. We'll, we'll get there too. So okay. we, we on Instagram, I think we grew our following from like a thousand to like 2,500 or something by yeah 
after a year of doing constant and these pictures were good like they were really good I did all of the like engagement stuff I commented on other people I followed them I did all this crap and it didn't work very well um we didn't see any return from it and so it was kind of like well why am I continuing to do this if it's not even working so I gave that up and of course yeah I'm, I'd use it for fun but then I moved over to Pinterest because I had heard that was the thing to do for bloggers um <laughs> grew that to we were getting a, over a million views whatever that means on Pinterest because it led to like maybe 1500 people, I think less than that, like 1500 people to our website from those 1 million viewers. So it was like not very significant for the amount of time I'm putting into it. So I'm really mostly working on the things that bring us the best ROI, the return on our time invested. And we we have like spreadsheets that show us exactly like what we're doing and what we're getting out of it so that we know, Hey, this is maybe this campaign didn't really bring the ROI we were looking for. Let's try something else. So we're always testing different things to see what is going to bring us the biggest reward for the time we're putting in. Um, And it wasn't Pinterest and it wasn't Instagram. And so I gave up both of those, but I will say if, it has been helping to grow your blog using say Facebook or whoever you're tagging in continue to do that. It's not, especially to start out. It's, it helps you stay motivated at the very least, Mm -hmm. but you will get to the point with your blog where if you stopped doing the socials, it wouldn't even really matter very much, which is pretty awesome. So I'm looking forward to that point. (laughs) Even though Kitty's the one that does 99% of our socials, I still, (laughs) I mean, you know, with my rugged good looks, I'm, uh, I'm the one that's usually relegated to the, in front of the camera. Yep. (laughs) I'm really looking forward to the point where we focus on that so I think I think that's also I mean I think a lot of people listening to this there's such a crossover between influencer and travel blogger and so many people think it's the same thing and I think that's what's so refreshing about what you're telling folks is like look you do not need to post the cute like bikini pics yeah no and I'm gonna stop that I'm gonna stop squeezing into my bikini as soon (laughs) as the Jack and Kitty travel blog takes off so that's a promise we're making to our listeners right now just start going to our website and you don't have to suffer through (laughs) Jack in a bikini shots trying to look cute that's great all going away that's great anytime actually anytime anyone asks us so like oh you do like the influencer thing mike's like do i look like an influencer (laughs) (laughs) yeah so yeah it's it's nice to not have to do that and in fact a lot of our students Mm -hmm. will and i've i mentioned we do the same thing a lot of our blogs you don't even need to have your own pictures on there you don't need to have your face on there if you don't want to Mm -hmm. you don't need your name on there you can quite literally make up a name so wow yeah. Oh, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Well, yeah. I am going to start trying to wrap this up. We are both from Minnesota. Have we established in this interview? You are actually a Minnesotan. This isn't just, you're not a transplant. You are like born, oh. and bred and raised. I'm Minnesota. Minnesota. I'm literally wearing, you know it because I'm wearing a sweatshirt right now. And it's... I mean, I got my hoodie on and it's August 29th. So I <laughs> it's 71 degrees I got my hoodie on I feel great yeah I'm I'm Minnesota through and through in fact I kind of I moved to Colorado for 
six, maybe six, seven years, something like that Mm -hmm. to be in the mountains. Fantastic. Love it. But I I was working in restaurants at the time and everybody, every time, I'm sure you get this all the time. They'd say, are you from Minnesota? And I'm like, how did you know? (laughs) And you're like, how how did did you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. No, when we were, what's funny is when we lived in uh, Nashville, everyone asked me what part of Canada I was from. (laughs) And whenever we're anywhere, because, you know, Kitty's half, you know, Jamaican, and then her dad is like a white guy from Minnesota. So no matter where we go in the country, if we're living, if when we're in Arizona, they just immediately start coming up and speaking Spanish to her. (laughs) If we're in like, if we're in Northern Minnesota, they ask, you know, which reservation she's from, is she indigenous? Like, and it's like, really funny, but like, yeah, I mean, I I feel like everybody from Minnesota goes to Colorado for a little while and then comes. There's a very big like. I mean, There's... we were going to Colorado for medicinal purposes, shall I say, for yeah. a little while, and that was great. Yeah. Got to know Fort Collins really well. We actually have a blog about that, so <laughs> about the medicinal purposes. Well, so, there you go. Yeah, well, I you mean... better get on the Minnesota yeah. medicinal purposes because we I know. Were... I know it. I know it. So, I mean, there's just some, I, I completely agree. Like Colorado's fantastic and it, yeah. we love it, but there is no place like Minnesota. And we, yeah. we just recently bought a new place on a, a lake up here. And I mean, I'm looking out to the lake right now and there's nobody awesome. out there and it, <laughs> you can just hear the loons and yeah. it's, yeah. we've been all over the world, but there's one place that is our home and it's Minnesota for sure. Well, there's our sound bite. That's what I needed. I kept you on for an hour and a half, but I got my. <laughs> I love hey, it. tell us. Love we always wrap up with a goofy question. I need to know, and then we'll say our Minnesota goodbye, and then I'm gonna hit stop record, and then I'm gonna drop a series of four letter words, and we'll talk medicinal stuff, and then we'll actually say goodbye. So when I hit stop record, you can't just leave immediately. I okay. Need to do our good. real people goodbye, but. We always end with this question. Three words, the first three words that pop into your head, specific to you. So using only three words, describe Laura Peters or the life of Laura Peters. But I love this question because I've always wanted someone to ask me. It's very James Lipton-ish, right? I mean, this is like inside the actor's studio right now. Yeah, (laughs) and I definitely have a good answer. I've thought about this for years. And I feel like there's one definitive word that that describes me, and that's relentless. I think that I do not ever stop, ever. And I think that's what changes everything for anyone is if you don't give up, I mean, you can't really fail. And I know that sounds so cheesy, but it it really is true. I mean, I quite literally did every single thing I could figure out to make this work. So relentless is uh, a really great word to describe me. I would say I'm a teacher, teaching teacher, any type of that I'm a teacher through and through. Um, and then I would say I am hilariously funny. Maybe it didn't come across in this no, interview, guys, but I swear I am funny. <laughs> and I laugh at my own jokes. So, you know. <laughs> as long as you're laughing at your own jokes, I mean, that's all that matters. <laughs> exactly right. Who cares that's... about other people? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I will take all those answers and I, I agree with all of them. So I appreciate you doing this. And I know you're like, insanely busy and we probably caught you at a super busy time with summit coming up so tell folks one more time 
where they can find you. Obviously, you're all over Instagram, all over TikTok. We can see nothing but Laura dancing yeah. to TikTok trends videos. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's my takeaway. No, but tell us seriously, tell folks how they can get into your world and um, what they need to know to connect with you. Yeah. So you guys can find us on MikeAndLauraTravel.com. That's going to be our the main hub for all of our work. You can find our course right there. In fact, you had said she's all over TikTok. She's all over Instagram. I'm not as much. Obviously, that was the joke, but Scale Your Travel Blog, our course is all over our website. So you shouldn't have trouble finding the link to it. Um, like I said, if you're interested in Nashville, it would be MikeAndLauraTravel.com slash Nashville. Um, and you know, you can find us on YouTube, Mike and Laura travel on YouTube. Uh, we do have amazing videos there. It's just, it's not as popular as our blog is. We were um, watching you guys feed yaks yesterday evening. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. We stayed in this one place in like North South Dakota or yeah. something. We had yaks. It was so amazing. So, your guys, we, oops and bloops. You have to stick around to the end. You guys, when you start watching Mike and Laura, you're going to, you need to watch their bloopers. Cause that's, it's, it's creatively funny. put on the end. So you have to stick around. That's I know. That's it's their the genius. <laughs> I know. In fact, sometimes I rewind or fast forward to the, the part of the bloops. Cause I'm like, this is the best part. <laughs> well, confessional. Yeah. Now that I know that's where they are, we've watched enough of them. In full disclosure, sometimes we're like, let's go let's to the just get to the good stuff. I want <laughs> there's some that are hilarious, and I watch those ones over and over. And Mike's like, You're watching the bloopers again? I'm like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> well, give the people what they want and give us a full hour long compilation of nothing but bloopers someday. That should be your like, <laughs> that should be your big idea. Christmas special. There you go. That's a great idea. I love that. I'll have to put Mike up to it. Yeah, get Mike on that one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, I think we should say goodbye. This has started to be a Minnesota goodbye. If this was <laughs> yeah. a good Minnesota goodbye, I'd be following you to your car right now. You'd be putting on your coat. We'd be talking about hot dish. We haven't even mentioned yep. hot dish yet. So I don't want you to know. Next next episode, we'll dive right into the hot dish and you it. know the lakes and whatever else. In I have a feeling people would much rather hear about how to make six figures than how to cook good tater tot hot dish but i could be wrong so we will uh we'll we'll run those numbers and get back to you there laura perfect that sounds good all right i'm about to get the old stop recording so you have yourself a super day (laughs) thank you so much i'll see you next time (laughs) oh super maybe we'll go to that supper club down the road there Well, that was certainly a great chat. Laura is so much fun. And I love that she is right here from Minnesota. Me too. Something about those Minnesotans. That's guys, right. You betcha. <laughs> guys, all of the links that we mentioned in today's show can be found in the old show notes, along with a blog article with more info about today's guest. Find that over at jackandkitty.com. Thank you so much for listening. Speaking of thank yous, we want to give a very special shout out to all our patrons on Patreon. Ahaha, thank you for your support. And finally, if you would like to talk with other listeners about Jack's laughing about today's show, join our Facebook group to chat and share your thoughts. Just search for Midwest Travel with Jack and Kitty. Again, thanks for joining us today. And on behalf of my better half, have a super day. Thanks, guys. Guys.
you heading for a vacation to the heartland and is the Midwest on your travel bucket list? Are you a local just looking for fun things to do with the fam? Well, hold on to your lutefiske and get ready to eat some hot dish as we say you betcha to what makes the Midwest the best in our series of guidebooks. Look for Iowa's best, Minnesota's best, and Wisconsin's best. Each of these guidebooks feature 365 unique adventures. We take you deep into the heart of the Midwest, revealing hidden treasures and extraordinary wonders. Available now as paperbacks and ebooks on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Visit jackandkitty.com backslash guidebooks for more info. Hey, hey, if you enjoy listening to today's show, you might get a kick out of our daily podcast. It's called Travel with Jack and Kitty. Episodes are about 10 minutes long, and we love sharing the best of the Midwest. From culture to cuisine, history to mystery, you'll learn something about the heartland of America every single day. Listen to new episodes of this funny and lighthearted educational podcast every day. Just search Travel with Jack and Kitty on your favorite podcast app or visit jackandkitty.com for more info.